This is Know Your Foe, your weekly in-depth look at the Jets' 2018 opponents. have a third and ten. Here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered for the touchdown. It was Vaughn Miller with the strip sack. Brady, the pressure from behind, gets rid of it. Oh, Harkowski left alone. Breaks off the tackle, and he's in for the touchdown. Can you believe that? And now, here's your host, Michael Mania. Hello and welcome back to the Turn on the Jets Know Your Foe podcast. I'm your host, Michael Mania, and of course, things are going downhill for the Jets. Just lost their fifth game in a row, 27-13 to at home to the Patriots. But next week, they will be playing against the Titans in Tennessee. And obviously, uh, without Sam Darnold in there, interest is kind of going down, uh, sliding downhill a little bit as we are continued to be subjected to Josh McCown and this boring Jets team. But there still is a lot to be interested in and to, to take a look at and try and look out for as the Jets take on the Titans this week. So until Darnold comes back, still a bunch of other things to focus on. So I'm going to go over uh, briefly a few different things that I'll be looking for from different aspects of the Jets as I take on the Titans this week. So I'm going to start off with the Jets' red zone offense. The Jets come into this game still ranked 32nd in red zone offense this season, scoring a touchdown on only 41% of their red zone trips, 11 of 27 this year. And they've been in the basement for most of the year, and that hasn't changed with Josh McCown coming in. So they're facing a Titans defense that is ranked fourth in the league in red zone defense. So it's going to be a good challenge for them to try and get that going. And you look at the breakdown of targets uh, of the Jets' red zone offense this season. Uh, Robbie Anderson just saw his very first red zone target of the season this past week, and you look at the breakdown, and the, the Jets have only passed for six touchdowns in the red zone this year, and the Titans have only allowed eight touchdowns in the red zone this year, which is tied for the fewest in the league, so a tough matchup in particular in the passing game, and you look at the Jets' breakdown of targets in the red zone, only six touchdowns, two of those to Chris Herndon on four targets for 58 total yards, so Herndon has been an effective weapon when targeted, but two of the uh, touchdowns the Jets have thrown in the red zone, were to Terrell Pryor, and now he's gone, and you have one to Jermaine Curse and one to Jordan Leggett. So the Jets' top two receivers, Quincy Nunwa and Robbie Anderson, have not scored a touchdown in the red zone this year. Nunwa has had seven targets. He's only caught two passes for 11 yards in the red zone and only one first down. And Anderson, like I said, uh, against the Patriots on Sunday, he saw a target in the red zone matched up against Stephon Gilmore, a slant route towards the middle that hit him in the chest, and Unfortunately, he couldn't bring it in due to great coverage from Gilmore, but that was his first red zone target of the season. And obviously, you don't think of Anderson as a red zone receiver. He's a deep threat, a speed guy who's going to make big plays down the sideline. He's not a jump ball receiver. He's not a guy who wins those routes towards the middle of the field. But still, you'd like to see 
Anderson get more involved, and in particular, uh, not just criticizing the play calling, but uh, to Anderson, looking at him individually, you'd like to see him be a little bit more active in the red zone. And of course, Anunua, uh seven targets without a touchdown over the course of the season. Uh, that you'd like to see better than that. And of course, Sam Darnold, Josh McCown, play calling has a lot to, to, to do with it, but you definitely would like to see some increased production from those guys in the red zone, which is obviously perhaps the most important part of engineering a successful offense in today's NFL. So the red zone battle is going to be interesting. And also in the run game, the Jets are last in the league in yards per rush in the red zone, and they're 30th in percentage of red zone carries that have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. So the efficiency in the red zone has really not been there for the Jets this year, and it's been a huge, huge reason why this has been one of the top three worst offenses in the league. And uh, a lot of those struggles you can pin on Sam Darnold and his rookie issues, which you'd expect. Of course, it's uh, things get more compact. Uh, you have to read things quicker, go through your processing quicker. Uh, things happen much, much faster. So definitely Sam Darnold has been a big part of it. But also, you've seen some play calling quirks that have been a little curious from Bates. McCown has not done better. And also with Robbie Anderson, you'd want to see Anderson this year. One of the big questions was going to be if he could develop his game beyond just the go routes. And we saw flashes of it last year. Once he really started going down the field, teams gave him so much respect that he was eating up on underneath stuff, picking up 10-yard first after 8-yard first down. Plays like that, we saw him begin to get going last year when he was getting a lot of respect in those deep plays. But this season, without those deep bombs there as much, due to Sam Darnold's struggles downfield, uh, the fact that he has Darnold hasn't been able to see him as much, the deep bombs haven't really been there. So teams aren't really giving Anderson as much respect. They're taking away his deep ball. Anderson's not producing. And in turn, he hasn't, hasn't really been able to develop that underneath game. And he also is the kind of player who you can clearly tell just based on watching him. His effort's going to kind of waver based on how much he's producing, how involved he is in the game, how things are going in terms of his production. So obviously that's not ideal, but it's just the player that he's proven to be. So with his struggles, to, not his struggles, but just the fact that the deep balls haven't been there for him this year, it's been tough for Anderson to get things going developing the rest of his game, and that's hurt the Jets in the red zone. So still, I'd like to see over the rest of the season, especially in this game, for Anderson and Anunua to start producing a little bit more in the red zone. And of course, not entirely not entirely their fault that it hasn't been there so far this season. But still, you'd like to see a little bit more from them going forward. And of course, I do think both guys are pieces for the Jets going forward. When you look at Anunua and Anderson on tape and just see the amount of times that McCown and Darnold have missed them this year, there's been a lot of yards and touchdowns left on the field from both of these guys. And especially with McCown in this game, he just wasn't as eager to take that deep shot down the sideline as he was with Anderson last year. And he had a lot of success with that connection. The McCown-Anderson connection down the sideline was the main reason McCown had his career year last year, but he was really hesitant to go that way in this past game. So I, I don't think Anunua and Anderson have had down years, really. Like I said, I think it's much more on the quarterback play, but you still would like to see some flashes here and there. Like last week, you'd like to see Robbie Anderson haul in that red zone pass, and you'd like to see Quincy Anunua get himself open in the intermediate range a little bit more. He can't struggle to do that, so... With those two guys, you want to see, especially because the Jets are going to have decisions to make, uh, retaining these two guys with Robbie Anderson, Quincy Nunwa. You definitely like to see a little bit more from them, uh, from them 
even though quarterback play is a big reason why their numbers have been down. So moving on from the red zone matchup, looking at the Titans, uh, the Jets run defense against the Titans rushing offense. This is an interesting battle because the Titans have a good offensive line. This has been one of the highest graded units in the league throughout the year by pro football focus, by whatever outlet you look at. This is a good unit. Uh, left tackle, they have Taylor Luan, Quinton Spain at left guard, who could be one of the top uh, free agent guards on the market this year, potentially an option for the Jets. Ben Jones at center, Josh Klein at right guard, former Patriot, and at right tackle, they have recent first-round pick Jack Conklin. So it's a nice unit, but if you look at their numbers in the run game, uh, they're only averaging under four yards per carry in the run game this season, only 3.9, which is 29th in the league. And Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, they played pretty well. Those guys, they're decent backs, but Lewis is averaging only 3.3 yards a carry, Henry only 3.7. And a big reason is they haven't really produced the big plays. Henry's longest run of the season is only 16 yards. He has no 20-yard carries. And for Lewis, his longest run of the year has been over 30 yards. But you look at his biggest plays this season, and even he struggled to get big plays going. He's only gotten two plays over 20 yards. So the Titans haven't gotten the big runs this season, but they still had a pretty effective running game. And this is a team that is eighth in the league in rush attempts and dead last in pass attempts. So this is as run first of a team as you're going to see in today's NFL. They've actually run the ball more than they've passed it this year. Uh, I believe the only team in the league with that distinction. So this is a run-first team, and you want to see the Jets' run defense be up to the task. And this is a unit of the Jets that's taken a huge step back. They gave up 215 yards on the ground to the Pats this past week, 212 to the Bills the prior week, and obviously they're trailing much of these games, but still the efficiency was great for the opponents in both of these games. Not ideal for the Jets, and the Jets had some really good run defense outings early in this year, but these past two uh, outings and run defense have been their worst of the season. And the Jets, over the past few years, one of the one of their calling cards, one of the things you could rely rely upon for them to actually be good at each year has been their run defense. But this year, it hasn't really been the case. They're allowing 4.4 yards a carry this season, which is uh, 15th in the league, so right in the middle of the pack there. 27th in total rush defense, which, of course, has more to do with the fact they've been trailing a lot. But even the efficiency in the run game, has been down for the Jets defensively, so I think Leonard Williams is struggling a little bit in the run game. He was manhandled out of a few big runs last week. Nathan Shepard, I think, is really struggling. He's on the field a lot, and you don't notice him making tackles, and when that's not happening, if you have an interior defensive lineman who isn't active making tackles, most of the time that's going to be an indication that he's getting blown out of a lot of plays and been a culprit on a lot of big runs, and there are there are a lot of exceptions to that. You look at a Steve McClendon. He's not a box score filler, but McClendon's a guy who wins a lot of matchups off the snap and creates plays for his teammates to finish. But Nathan Shepard, that hasn't really happened. He's had a down year. I think he's a big part. Well, not a down year. Obviously, he's a rookie, but uh, I think he's been a big part of the run defense struggles this season. I think Steve McClendon's had a good season, but even him, too, has gone down in the past few games. Darren Lee, obviously, I think he continues to struggle with run defense, uh, his gap discipline, uh, his ability to finish, shed blocks. He's still struggling a lot in run defense in spite of his, uh, str- the strides he's made in coverage. So I'm looking at the Jets' run defense in this game. This is a unit that is going downhill, has gone down- downhill on the whole this season, but has had its two of its worst outings over the past couple of weeks against the Bills and Pats, two teams that aren't really great rushing attacks this year. So, um, uh, 
I'm going to be looking at the Jets' run defense against a run-first team in the Titans and see if they can get back on track, see if Leonard Williams could have that splash game he has every now and then to remind you how good he can be but isn't consistently enough. See if Williams can have one of those games. See if Nathan Shepard can finally start getting things going in run defense. For Shepard, I think he's flashed here and there with uh, getting to the quarterback as a pass rusher. He hasn't been great on the year. He hasn't been good, but over the past few weeks, I think he's flashed a little bit more as a pass rusher. You could really see his, uh, his power flash in the past game at times, especially recently, but on the whole, I think his run defense has been really poor, so that's where you want to see him get better. Just be smarter with staying disciplined and not over-pursuing or getting blown out plays. So I'm going to be looking at the Jets' run defense against the Titans. So moving on from that, the Jets' pass rush against Marcus Mariota in particular. Like I said, this is a good Titans offensive line. Even though Marcus Mariota has been sacked 35 times this season and has taken a sack rate of 12.8% this season, which is the highest, among qualified starting quarterbacks. Those numbers are high, but those are those numbers are pretty much on Mariota himself. You look at the leaders, uh, the quarterbacks who've been sacked the most this season, it's mostly more to, uh, mo- mobile quarterbacks who take the most sacks. Marcus Mariota, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. These guys are mobile quarterbacks, so their sack numbers look a, l- a little bit inflated because they're going to try to extend plays. They're going to escape the pocket and maybe sometimes try to scramble and take a sack running out of bounds, plays like that, uh, instead of throwing the ball away like a more conservative player might or a player who's aggressive throwing the ball downfield uh, without thinking about it too much, those kind of quarterbacks. Like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, he has, he consistently has a really low sack rate because he's a gunslinger who's going to toss the ball down the field. He's a good example of that, but Mariota is one of these quarterbacks who takes a lot of sacks because he's going to try to extend plays and he's not going to take risks down the field, so... I think that the Jets have an opportunity to maybe build a little bit of confidence to pick up some sacks on Mariota. This is, like I said, a good Titans offensive line, a pair of good tackles in Conklin and Luan, who have been a a couple of good pieces for the Titans recently, helping them establish their identity as a run-first team, a team built in the trenches. So those two guys are good, but to get some sacks, it just builds your confidence. We talk about it all the time when we criticize players for struggling on defense, like Leonard Williams, for example, the first number we point to is sack totals. It's it's the easiest thing to criticize. You can look at Williams. He hasn't had a sack in about a couple months, six, seven straight games, whatever it may be. It's really easy to criticize players based on their sack totals, and players feel that, players hear that, and as players themselves, if they're not picking up sacks consistently, that's something that they, they could get on themselves on, and when you go into a season, one of the top goals that you hear from players who talk about what they want to accomplish in a given season, they talk about their sack totals. So there are tons of ways to contribute to a game without getting sacks, but still, sacks are the the bread and butter of defensive playmaking. That's what players want to get. That's what fans want to see. So just to pick up some sacks, whether they're legit or not, or even if you are playing well in other ways, it, it's a huge confidence builder to pick up those sacks, to get a quarterback on the ground while he's got the ball in his hands and make those big plays for a defense. So the thing is, you just want to see maybe Jordan Jenkins. He's caught fire a little bit lately in terms of his sack totals. But Jenkins, Brandon Copeland, and Williams. We talked about him a bunch, Leonard Williams. Just to get a sack, get a quarterback on the ground, build some confidence, and maybe just pick your motor up a little bit. Feel a little bit better about yourself going down the stretch of the season. So 
Mariota is has been the easiest quarterback to sack in the league this season just because of his play style. So we'll see if the Jets can maybe pick up a few sacks this week and get some, get some momentum going in terms of their pass rush because this is a defense that hasn't done great with the pass rush again this season. The, pa- the edge rush isn't there. Jenkins and Copeland, not pass rushers among the least effective pass rushing edge defenders in the league. Uh, the Jets right now in sack rate on defense, seventh lowest in the league, only 5%. So going up against Mariota, a chance to build some momentum, maybe carry it towards the end of the season. And from there, see, maybe if it can carry over to 2019. So a good chance against Mariota to pick up some sacks and get some momentum going. So finally, I'm looking at the Jets wide receivers against the Titans DBs. It's a really talented group the Titans have in the secondary, and their numbers aren't great this year in terms of their pass defense. Their opposing quarterback rating is ranked 18th in the league, and their net yards per pass attempt allowed is ranked 17th in the league. So they've been middle of the pack in terms of their pass numbers, but it's a talented defense. You look at these DBs, they are no names, especially to Jets fans. Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, first-round pick last year, but Butler and Logan are two guys who the Jets... Some of these players have experience going against Quincy. Uh, Logan Ryan last played for the Pats in 2016. So Quincy Nunez faced him. Malcolm Butler was with the Pats last year. And Robbie Anderson had a lot of success against Butler in the first game against the Patriots last year. Adoree Jackson, he's a playmaker. He's got a ton of athleticism. Great slot corner. So he'll be interesting against Jermaine Curse, who just had one of his better games of the season. So, And we talked earlier about the Jets in the red zone and Anunwa and Anderson, and even though that their number declines have been because of play calling, because of the quarterback play, all these other circumstances, even though those guys still haven't really dropped off that much and their numbers make them look a lot worse than they really have been, you still would like to see some development because neither of them are perfect. These guys aren't Pro Bowl players. Both Anunwa and Anderson have great tools that they're elite with, whether it's Anunwa's yards after catchability, Anderson's deep ball tracking. Those are two really elite tools right there you have with those two guys. And Anderson and Anunwa are good players, but they're not perfect players. And you see it in games like this Patriots game, where there were a lot of plays where McCown didn't have anywhere to go with the ball because the, no one was open. And Anderson and Anunwa were part of it. So they're good players, but they're not perfect. So you still, and they're both young still. So You'd like to see some development against them and a matchup on the road against a talented group of defensive backs and a couple DBs who they've seen before. It's going to be an interesting matchup. And obviously, Josh McCown's not playing too well, but you just want to see, independent of the quarterback, you focus on these guys individually. Are you getting open? Are you winning your matchups? Sometimes you'll get the ball. Sometimes you won't. We've seen that a ton this season, especially with Anderson early in, in the year. Uh, Anunwa on this cold, a little bit of a cold stretch that he's on. Uh, over the past few games has not really registered that much in the box score, but he's been open a few times. There's a play in this Patriots game where uh, there's a heavy blitz from the Pats. They brought seven rushers. Uh, McCown was under quick pressure, but he locked on to Jermaine Curse and just threw up a deep bomb out of bounds. But Anuma had a one-on-one matchup with a safety, and he turned him around on a deep post and had a lot of separation for what could have been a touchdown if McCown looked for it. So, Plays like that where you just want to see that receivers are winning their matchups and giving the offense an opportunity, even if they're not actually getting the ball thrown their way. So against the Titans here on the road, talented defensive backs, good defense that the Titans have. They're sixth in the league in scoring defense this year. So 
this is a good defense. I'm going to be looking at the wide receivers to see if they could start getting something going, specifically Anunwan Anderson, just to start to get their all-around games going a little bit more and maybe get something going before Sam Darnold comes back. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Know Your Foe. Uh, thanks a lot for listening in, and make sure to follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania to keep up with everything Jets and get the latest on the Know Your Foe podcast. Stay tuned with all the other great pods Dropping at Turn on the Jets Digital. Recently, I was actually the guest host on the What's Your Point podcast with Paulie Bruzis, Greg Armstrong, Scott Mason. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Obviously, the Jets been really boring this year, so we had a ton of fun with that one with some crazy ideas and suggestions thrown around there. So check out What's Your Point, especially the recent episode with me and everything else at TOJ Digital. Uh, you can find most of my writing on the Jets at gangrenation.com. Definitely check us out there when you get a chance. And thanks a ton for listening in. I'll be back to preview the Jets' week 13 opponents, or week 14 opponents, actually. The season's going fast. Week 14 opponents, the Buffalo Bills, for the second matchup between the two teams. Hopefully Josh Allen against Sam Darnold. I think that would still be pretty fun, even though the Jets are out of it. Darnold against Allen would be pretty fun. Hopefully Darnold's back then. So I'll be back to preview that game next week. Thanks a ton for listening in.